It is the 200 level episode 205. He's back. Now you could use that title for me. It has been since May 6th, the last time that I actually recorded a 200 level. I'll get into why it's been so long, why I took this break. And a lot of it ties directly into the news that, of course, broke today. And full disclosure, I had this podcast ready to go because it was the world's worst kept secret. I know Lauren Tate sort of spilled the beans on Thursday evening, so I wanted to have this podcast ready to go, and and I didn't think I was chancing any sort of jinx or something when I recorded it. But Kofi is back. And with it, top five preseason team, Big Ten title favorites, probably along with the likes of Michigan, and you remain not just relevant but a national title contender. And I used that word quite a bit last year and, of course, ate those words a little bit when they lost to Loyola. But the fact remains that this team will be one of the favorites in Vegas to make a Final Four and to win a national title. And that is a kind of relevancy that goes beyond the relevancy I thought they would have without Kofi. You know, top half of the Big Ten, make the NCAA tournament. You got Andre Curbelo, who is a superstar. But this legitimizes so much about the Brad Underwood era in that last year will not be a one-time deal. And my concern in the last two months with everything that happened and the attrition that you had, and yeah, some nice pieces, you know, Chester Frazier, you get Plummer off the transfer market, Omar Payne, little bits and pieces to make you think, okay, with Trent and DeMonte coming back, they aren't going to be bad next year. But A conversation I had with Jeremy scared me a little bit when he said that you might become like Matt Painter's Purdue, which you could be far worse. But we got a taste last year of what it's like to be a top five team nationally. And it felt nice. It felt familiar for those Illini fans that remember the early 2000s when consistently you were a top 15 team. And no offense to Matt Painter and Purdue. That is an amazing job that he's doing over there. But I've never wanted to be Purdue because it always felt like Illinois could be something more. And a guy like Kofi electing to come back for his junior year, that indicates to me that, yes, you are, in fact, something more. And it also tells me that in this NIL environment, with the image and likeness that's going on right now, that you can, for lack of a better term, ante up or at least do the due diligence for these top players and let them know they are going to make money playing Illinois basketball. As Illini basketball fans, we know this, right? We know that our fan base is crazy. They will buy your jerseys. They will buy your t-shirts. They will spend money on Illini basketball when they are good. And they will spend it often, as I did last year. And I'm so glad that I don't need to do one of those jersey burnings, not that I would have, of my Stitch 21 Kofi jersey, a la, you know, when LeBron left Cleveland and you saw all those clips of people burning their Cavs jerseys. No, won't have to do that. Um, But more than that, this does show that there is a legitimacy behind the entire operation in this brand new era of college sports where you need to be able to be marketable for your athletes. You need to convince these top guys that they're going to make more money playing for you than they are the other guys. And this is a big step. This is a very big step. And I think what it announces to whether that be four or five star kids in high school or potential transfer portal guys next year. If you're big looking to follow in the footsteps of Kofi Coburn, then this is a very nice template that looks to have been set by Brad Underwood and I'm guessing to an extent Josh Whitman. So with Kofi in particular, him coming back, uh, let's start with the personal here as to why I've not done a podcast for two plus months. I think you may, if you were to go back and listen to those April podcasts, 
you may have sensed that I was really trying hard to muster up the same sort of passion that I had during the basketball season. And that is not unusual necessarily. I think we were all a little bit burnout and we all felt a little bit, I don't know if cheated is the right word, but it ended so abruptly that it was difficult to pick up the pieces and make sense of how a basketball season that was so good for so long could just end like that. And I noticed that it was twofold. On one hand, sports had disappointed me again. And I went into this sort of self-protective shell where by not talking about it, not thinking about it, I got to be honest, I was happier. Because if I would have rode this wave that we had to as Illini fans the last couple months, last two, three months, and you continue to get this news that, yeah, you're going to be fine next year, but you aren't going to be great. You know what? I'm at an age right now where I want Illinois basketball to be great, and I want them to be great consistently. I want them to win a national title. But I noticed in the last two, three months that by separating myself from it, I had less of, again, lack of a better word, a burden. I felt less weight carrying around my shoulders. I felt like I could just focus on other things that actually brought me happiness. And while sports often brings us happiness, and this team last year brought a lot of it during a year where we all needed it, it also brings heartache, right? And I was fatigued as a fan with feeling like the worst case scenario was coming into fruition here. And by worst case scenario, I mean you missed an opportunity to make a Final Four or win a national title, but more long-term, you missed an opportunity to capitalize on a great team and a great season. And I thought, well, this is what it is. I can take a step back. And as a fan, I can just enjoy Andre Curbelo and the guys that are out there, but it's going to be difficult for me to muster up that passion to come behind a microphone and talk about it two times a week. And in all honesty, in the darkest of moments these last two, three months, when Illinois basketball seemed to just be trudging along with no forward momentum, I thought to myself more than a few times, am I still going to be able to do this podcast in the fall? Because the last thing I could do is just hit record, come on, talk about Illinois sports, and not actually have skin in the game. And in this case, it would have been because I purposely took my skin out of the game. That I purposely said, you know what, I'm not going to set myself up for further disappointment when now, in this post-pandemic world, I can get back to doing the things that really bring me joy. And because I got concerts that my band is performing, or concerts that I'm going to go see, that I can focus on music again, you know, this podcast thing and sports in general is a hobby of mine, and it is a passion of mine. But I was channeling so much of that energy into other endeavors that I enjoyed the break. I enjoyed it a little bit too much. So where does this bring me as a fan? As we go into a year where with Kofi Coburn, you're going to be top five and top of the world, and you're going to be getting the eyes of the nation yet again. I think that I will enjoy every step of it, right? And I think we all should because it's very rare that you get a player like Kofi and then Andre Curbelo on top of that. And then even the Trent Frazier's and Demonte Williams of the world. This is going to be a very likable team. And with Kofi's return, they're likable and very, very good, right? But I think if I learned anything last year, it's that I, almost out of an absence of not much else to do, got so into it that I set myself up for inevitable disappointment if they didn't win a national title. And there's got to be a balance there, right? There has to be this balance between 
you know, being super into it and enjoying those wins, enjoying them where when they went on a Saturday afternoon, you're just kind of beaming the rest of the day. Like we did so often last year, beating Wisconsin at home by, you know, 20 points, just smoking them or winning at Ohio state to, uh, well, I know that was before the whole big 10 champion kerfuffle, but I know how I felt after that win for the rest of the day and really all the way through the big 10 tournament. So you can have that. I can have that. Right. But at 34, going on 35 years old, <laughs> in this you know, ever-changing maturation process, I'm thinking, okay, I just can't let myself get so deep into this where I am done talking about it if they lose. You know, There is a little bit of a lack of professionalism there. There's no obligation for me to do this. I get it. I do it because I enjoy it. But we do have sponsors, and we do have listeners, and I've been doing this long enough where to just kind of walk away to save little old me, you know, so I, I don't have to experience heartbreak. I don't know. There, there is something inherently kind of selfish and immature about that, something that I would have done when I was 12 or 13, you know, when Illinois lost in disappointing fashion in March. That's it. I'm taking a break and not thinking about it until July or August. And that's what happened here. I kind of took a mental break. It was nice. It was nice to recharge it. And I'm going to try to go with that balance there where I still can be impassioned about things when the time calls for it, but also not get into such a pit, such an abyss <laughs> of sports misery where I'm like, you know what? Damn it all the hell. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Now, uh, with Kofi's return, though, the highest of highs, right? All those kinds of feelings that we felt last year winning a lot of Big Ten games and being in the national conversation, you are back there. And to beat Kentucky, and however this happened, right, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty here of Kentucky and their beat riders and all that. And we'll get into Lauren Tate as well, sort of blowing it for Kofi, which, you know, Lauren's a legend, but what the hell, man? <laughs> I know it was the world's worst-kept secret, but let the kid have his moment. Anywho, you beat Kentucky. And the drama behind this narrative, it would have been there without Antigua and Chin Coleman, but it was tenfold because those guys left your program to understandably go to, let's call it what it is, greener pastures, right? It is a blue blood basketball program, and chances are they have a better chance of winning a national title there and recruiting five-star kids there than they do at Illinois. Now, on Wednesday, it was Wednesday morning, I go out for a run, and then all of a sudden, Within that 45-minute span from when I left the house and got back to it, all these Kentucky beat writers are coming out and essentially carrying water, I would presume, carrying water for the Kentucky basketball program, saying that it's over. We don't know how interested Kentucky was in the first place. We don't even know if Coach Cal talked to Kofi Coburn. We don't know. And this all happened very quickly. And the message boards for Kentucky fans, they moved on. Um, I don't begrudge Kentucky fans. I mean, they might be crazy. I got a friend in Louisville, and yeah, they are nuts about basketball down there, Louisville and Kentucky. Um, but I don't begrudge them for quickly changing the narrative and saying, you know, if you watch Kofi against Loyola, you really don't want him. That's what fans do. Um, but it was interesting to see the Kentucky sports media play this out and really craft the narrative that, you know what, they're going to go all in on this Duran kid, the five-star kid, number one recruit in the nation, I believe. They're going to go all in on him, and yeah, they, they weren't really all that interested in Kofi. Plus, they got Oscar Shibway, the guy from West Virginia, right? Even though I get the feeling that Kofi not only would have found playing time on that team, but would have been a first-team All-American in Kentucky. 
So this notion that Coach Cal never talked to Kofi, that maybe they weren't that interested, that is probably BS, and that is probably Kentucky sports media spinning a nice yarn for Coach Cal and his staff. Now, that has happened here with Illinois and Illinois sports media before. It happens in any environment where certain riders will relay whatever the coaching staff is saying to help craft a narrative. And sometimes maybe they get suckered into it. I get the feeling in Kentucky, it's a little bit more deliberate. But here's probably what happened. If I were to guess, why is Kofi coming back to Illinois and not Kentucky? And I'm going to try to take an optimist view of this. In meeting with Brad Underwood and in talking with his former teammates, and even guys on the staff like Adam Fletcher, who really helped Kofi transform into this you know, physical specimen that he is, that in these conversations, in his heart of hearts, he just wanted to come back to Illinois. Now, there were factors against that. The attrition with Io going pro and Adam Miller saying, I'm going to LSU, which whatever, Adam, good luck. <laughs> Not going to get into that again. And then Georgie going pro, right? And he'll probably end up in Europe, probably not on the Lakers, even though I know we practice with them. But Georgie was Kofi's best friend by all accounts, right? So there were reasons to believe that not only did this make more basketball and brand building sense for him to go to Kentucky, right? I mean, in a lot of ways it does. It is still Kentucky. He would have still been Kofi, a marketable guy, just in this case, on the blue blood of all blue bloods, right? So we wouldn't fault him professionally for making that move. Um, but I think in his heart of hearts, he wanted to come back. And I think that Brad Underwood, the sales pitch may have worked. Whatever that may be, I got to think Brad Underwood is on one hand of this, the personal connection. And then on the other hand, it is Josh Whitman that clearly did his due diligence with this name, image, and likeness stuff to the point of having an open house for local businesses to come and learn about it at that football performance center. Come on in. We're going to tell you how you can pay our athletes. That's smart. So there is a forward-thinking component here, which tells me that they had this contingency ready to go. If there was a name image likeness, Kofi, here is what you will make in one year at Illinois. And we are likely talking seven figures. Easy. Now, how this gets to him, whether that be just jersey sales or autograph sessions, I don't know. But there are going to be plenty of opportunities for Kofi. And he will make plenty of money this year. And I'm excited for him and excited for Andre Crabello and any other athlete over there that's going to make money because God knows I have spent money on D. Brown and Darren Williams jerseys, and they didn't get a lick of it when they were here. So this is much deserved. But I got to give kudos to Brad Underwood for whatever he said. He said the right things. He kept Kofi from going to a blue blood program where his big man coach, Orlando Antigua, was there. And then Josh Whitman for getting all his ducks in a row and clearly having this athletic program in a position to immediately capitalize on these new rules. So that is major kudos to them. I don't think this happens if they had not been airtight with their pitch to Kofi. And... One other factor here, I mentioned Antigua and Chin Coleman. And I mentioned my ire less for Orlando Antigua, but for Chin Coleman doing the, oh, let me come with you. Okay, whatever, sure. Good luck to them both, and I hope that there are no Kentucky-Illinois games coming up. I just don't want to deal with the narrative. I don't need extra narratives if Illinois is playing a meaningful basketball game. But let's say hypothetically, Kofi was very interested in Kentucky. 
And there's been all these sort of whispers around the last month or two that Orlando Antigua has been telling Kofi, listen, man, if you go back, you got to go back to Illinois. And maybe, maybe if I'm being an optimist here and thinking that Orlando Antigua, who has a long career as basically being a bag man for different uh, colleges and, and not always playing above board, if I were to be an optimist about this, maybe he did in fact say, Kofi, hey man, the best approach after everything that's happened this offseason, go back to Illinois, finish the job there. Kind of coaxing him into going to Illinois. We're telling Coach Cal, maybe, again, this is probably overly optimistic. Coach Cal, you know what, man, let's, let's just let this go. I think we've, we've done enough. <laughs> I, I don't think that is the likeliest outcome, or I should say the likeliest you know, thing that would have happened, but maybe it did. You know, If I'm trying to see the sunny side of things. Regardless of what happened, you got Kofi over Kentucky, and that is a major recruiting win. Now, I have been having some conversations with friends and even a buddy of mine who's a Buckeye fan, and he's like, wait a second. He's like, I don't get it. You know, This guy was already on your team, and then he talks about leaving, and then you guys are just going to welcome him back with open arms? And I was like, yeah, I don't know the guy. So personally, I'm not going to begrudge him or be angry at Kofi. Right. Even though I had tweeted out a couple weeks ago that as a fan base, we were preparing for the nut punch, right? We had our cups on. We were ready for the inevitable bad news to hit. And I said, listen, can we stop trying to be the classiest fan base? If Kofi leaves, it is okay to be pissed off. The thing I did not clarify in that tweet was not pissed off directly at Kofi. Okay. I don't know him. He's going to make whatever decision he thinks is best for him. But you can be pissed off at the situation. And I didn't clarify that, and I understand why. Some people replied, like, how are you going to be angry at a 20-year-old kid? It's like, no, 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 I'm mad at the situation. (laughs) The idea that he would leave Illinois after the last two years and then go to freaking Kentucky. So uh, this buddy of mine who's a Buckeye fan said, well, really, you're just going to welcome back with open arms? And I said, when he dunks the first time at the State Farm Center and that place erupts, this is a distant memory. This is a distant memory the first time that there's a tweet out there that shows him walking into the oven and the team going crazy and Kofi's back and here we go, right? No, it's over. There's no resentment. But I did notice a couple friends in a chat thread were kind of going down that going down that rabbit hole of saying, well, you know, I've, it's never gonna, I'm never going to look at Kofi the same. And I'm like, I, I think you will. <laughs> I think we'll get over this. In this climate, He did the right thing. He said, okay, well, the NBA, I'm going to go there and get some feedback. He got the feedback. You aren't going to get drafted. Okay, well, he makes the smart decision. I'll go back to the pros. It comes out about name image likeness. He makes the smart decision. I'm going to put my name out there to see what is it like in the wild, wild west. How much money can I make? If I'm going to go back and risk my health for one more year of college basketball, how much money can I make? And where can I make the most money? That is entirely reasonable. So what a sordid and crazy offseason. And yet somehow, somehow on July 16th, we end up at a place where we are essentially right back where we started. A top five team, Big Ten title contender, absolutely. And two legitimate superstars. Now last year, it was Io and Kofi. And we knew the supporting cast was pretty good. And you had a great year, right? By most every measure, that was a great year with, of course, the abbreviated or I should say, all too soon ending. But you are entering this year in very much the same boat. You have two superstars. Kofi, of course, is the lead dog, but we all know that Andre Curbelo is a fledgling superstar. And 
maybe we're jumping the gun and thinking he's going to be Steve Nash from the get-go this year. I kind of think that's going to be the case. Uh, there might be some occasional sophomore slump games. I don't know. But you have two legitimate superstars and a good supporting cast. You're kind of running it back with a lot of your supporting cast. Namely, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, and Jacob Grandison. Yes, Georgie's gone. Yes, Adam Miller's gone. But you got a superstar guard, a superstar big, a pretty good supporting cast. And we'll see if they don't make another addition at the four spot, because I know they keep going for that. And maybe Coleman Hawkins will make a big jump this year. Maybe you play smaller quite a bit. I could see that being the case as well. But this is a team that if they stay healthy, and that is the case for so many, if they stay healthy is a top five team. And in a weird way, I actually think we won't have as many of those doldrums. Remember the team last year in November and December? There were games where we're watching it and thinking, what the hell? Mid-January, that team was still figuring itself out. When you have a point guard the caliber of Andre Crabello, and we already know the chemistry that he has with Kofi, I, I don't foresee quite as rocky of a season. I don't know if they're going to reach the highest of highs of last year's team like they did in the regular season. But I don't know if there's going to be as many valleys early on. I actually think that they come out guns blazing and, and just kind of rolling because there are enough returning guys and there is an identity already in place. You don't need to completely change things now that Kofi's back. If he had left the entire look of this team, what they do offensively and defensively, that's all different. And maybe it would work. It might have worked in a completely different way and been a fun, fast-paced, frenetic sort of team. That's all good, right? But this way, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need another template. You can essentially run it back and just plug in different guys, specifically Plummer for Adam Miller and Omar Payne for Georgie. And then we'll see if Hutcherson makes an impact. And then we'll see if these freshman guys are, you know, two of them maybe can become consistent contributors. Maybe they can, right? Maybe we're sleeping on this 2021 class. And then what makes this all the better is that as we were waiting for Kofi, I had a hard time getting excited for the 2022 class, which is shaping up to be a great class. Currently, I think third in the nation behind North Carolina and Ohio State. So long-term prospects are there as well. You have a team that's going to be dynamite this year. And you have long-term prospects. You know, just thinking about this out loud, and as I'm, I'm podcasting here, and, and it just occurred to me, well, wait a second. We, <laughs> Illinois basketball, you know, for about three months, I don't know about you, but I thought, oh God, you know, this is, we're just going to go back to being good. And that's fine. You know, if you would have talked to me four or five years ago, I would have taken merely good. I lived, or I should say, when I really kind of came into my fandom was the end of the Lou Henson era, and they were merely good. But we still had a lot of fun with it. And after the John Gross era and the end of the Bruce Weber era, I'd have taken merely good. But then you get a taste of being great. And it's like, well, I want that. Why can't we have that? Why can't I be greedy as a fan? Why can't, after this COVID year, I look at something that brings me joy and say, just only bring me joy and don't bring me any, any more broken hearts, right? Illinois basketball, I'm looking at you. Just bring me the joy, bring me the good moments. And they have put themselves in a position to do just that consistently. You know, and, and this year might be the exclamation point. This year, when you look at this roster and Kofi coming back, I'm guessing is going to be better than next year's team and probably the team after that. But if you can get yourself in a position where you have these great teams every three or four or five years, maybe, and then in the interim, it's not, well, maybe we're fighting for eighth in the Big Ten. No, in the interim, you're doing what Wisconsin does, or did, I should say. 
or your top four in the Big Ten consistently, a top 20 program. That is the new floor with the kind of recruiting that they're doing. Clearly, the IO model is selling to these guards. And I'm hoping with one more year of Kofi, then you can establish, well, listen, we're going to have one stud guard, and we're going to have one stud big, and we're going to fill it with a bunch of shooters around that. I think that plays. I really do think that works. And clearly, the IO thing is already paying dividends in this 2022 class. So yeah, that's one thing I'll be looking for in 2023 specifically, uh, and maybe the 22 class as well. Are you able to sell Kofi replacement? Look at this guy. Kofi, he comes in. He's only been playing basketball for, I think, five years, five or six years total, even at this point. And look at what we made him into. He was a big guy, but we turned him into, eventually, an NBA player and a superstar, first-team All-American, and he made a bunch of money here. I got to think that sells to big men too, right? But yeah, it's such a breath of fresh air. You know, as I was gone for the last two plus months and not even really thinking about doing a podcast because most of the things that came out, I wouldn't want to talk about them anyway. And I think a lot of Illini fans might have been there too. I'm sure that the numbers would have been down. And I know that it's not as much fun to consume this stuff when it's bad news. Sometimes it can be cathartic, I guess, right? The guy on the other end of the microphone or the other end of the computer keyboard, they are spilling their guts on the page. And that anger, it's kind of nice to share in that. You know, maybe that is the catharsis part of it. But I didn't have much catharsis in the last two plus months. I just felt fatigued and borderline indifferent. And as I mentioned before, that's probably self-defense. That's me going into my shell. Don't hurt me again, Illinois sports. Please don't hurt me. And now... I can take a deep breath and think about the next 12 months, or I guess more specifically, next nine months, the first four of them looking forward to this team, and then five of those months actually experiencing a top five team in the nation for the second year in a row. And that's not hyperbole. That is not putting too high of expectations on this team. I think it is entirely reasonable that from the jump, this is a top five team. And in my life, or in my parents' lives, there haven't been that many top five Illini basketball teams. So I am going to take some of the same approach next year. I spoke often last October, November. Enjoy every minute. It's going to be a weird season. We can't be at the State Farm Center, but enjoy every minute because these kinds of teams don't come around often. I'm going to say the same for this team. But in addition to that, I'm going to try to train myself to not go into the deepest of valleys. And I'll tell you one thing that can alleviate that. If Brad Underwood keeps on recruiting at this level for 2022 and beyond, and we have a long-term plan in place, and it appears to me more than just the recruiting, but the way that this basketball program and the athletic program will handle the name image likeness stuff, that you could set yourself as one of the most lucrative destinations for basketball players. I think they'll get the numbers pretty quickly here for the likes of an Andre Curbelo and a Kofi Coburn, and they can slap down a piece of paper to recruits home on their kitchen table and say, this is how much money you can make here. And I think some eyes would open wide up, right? And uh, that, that is another exciting component of this year that if they can capitalize on it and capitalize on it financially too, not just on the court, but financially then this sets you up as a program that kids will want to go to because they can win basketball games and they can make money. And I'm not going to fault any kid that's a four or five star 
basketball recruit and says, you know what? I want to make money for my talent. I think Illinois might be, be the place to go. Like what they did with Kofi and with Andre Curbelo. And not only that, but you're talking about two guys that are just naturally marketable anyways. Curbelo and Kofi. What a tandem. And I love Io, right? Io is a superstar, there's no doubt. But there is almost this goofy superhero kind of thing going on with Andre Curbelo and Kofi. Whereas Io was stoic and he showed that fire at the end of games, he was a very polished kind of guy, right? And that's going to serve him well in the NBA. Andre Curbelo is never going to be completely polished. There's always an edge to his game. And Kofi, just by the nature of the physical kind of game that he plays, same sort of thing. You know, and we also saw the goofier side of Kofi last year when he would pop into press conferences and him and Georgie would be messing around, right? That this team might actually, in some ways, be a little bit lighter to watch as a fan. I know you felt that weight last November and December. I did. We all did. When we almost lost to Ohio or when we lost in the way that we did to Missouri, we felt that weight in mid-January when they lost at home to Maryland and Ohio State, and we thought, oh my God, all these expectations, and they aren't living up to it. And on top of that, it felt like the team was a little too serious, a little too solemn. And now your two lead dogs are just kind of goofy and fun. And I'm thinking, well, I kind of like the trickle-down effect here. But as a fan base, okay, we experienced some pain last year. We experienced a lot of highs, but then a really, really hard ending. And now we can return to the State Farm Center and really get a share in this experience with a team that has a lot of the same characters, but has maybe a different personality or character to it. So I think there is a little less heaviness going into this year. I already feel it. And it's so nice to think that over the next few months, as we get into football season, that we still got that carrot out there. There have been so many years in my life where you get into a, another rough football season start. I actually think this team will be pretty good. I'm excited for football, right? I should say <laughs> decent and I'll take decent for Illinois football, but let's say they stink. That's not outside the realm of possibility. Well, it's always nice as a line. I fan to have that carrot out there. Hey, mid November, it's all going to be okay. Illinois basketball is coming back. And it is so much nicer to envision that with Kofi back on this roster than without. We got a first-team All-American on this team. I know he was second-team last year, but preseason first-team All-American. Andre Curbelo is probably going to be a preseason, I don't know, third-team All-American. We'll see if he gets any votes for that. And I don't know how much it matters, but there's a lot to sell to the general basketball fan about this team. And I'm excited to see how this team wears that attention. They got a game announced that they're going to play Cincinnati in some tournament, and I think they might have a chance of playing Kansas State as well, uh, something like that. Um, but, yeah, that, that schedule's taking shape, so you're going to have some, if not marquee matchups early on, you're going to have some good ones. I almost wonder if the Big Ten ACC Challenge is thinking, oh, God, we only gave them Notre Dame. What a break for us. I think it's Notre Dame at home, and they probably anticipated we would be without Kofi. Well, now, if they could do it over again, it would probably be us versus Duke or North Carolina, I don't think Notre Dame would be the one. But regardless, uh, you will be on SportsCenter. You will be the talk of BTN Live, you know, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, you're going to be relevant nationally, so, and that's exciting. So what is the future of the 200 level? You know, I, I wait two plus months to come back. I wait for the good news. You could say, well, Carp, you're a Fairweather fan. 
Uh, let me put it this way. I do think I'll be taking the approach where I will get involved and invested as much as I can, but also keep, keep it slightly at arm's length to not feel the sort of pits that I did after they lost to Loyola. And that might be impossible. Okay, I, I say that and realize that might be ridiculous on its face. But I'm going to try. And in the meantime, try to keep that somewhat even keeled approach. And you guys are probably laughing into the speaker right now because, again, that's probably not going to happen. But again, try to keep a more even keeled approach and continue to consistently bring you podcasts. But I do think the new model might be this. Regardless of how well they do next, next NCAA tournament. I think the new model will probably be, this will be more of an eight to nine month a year podcast. Um, with the end of the pandemic and getting back into music, our summers will be dedicated to playing a lot of shows or going to a lot of shows. And if there's one benefit of the last year, I already kind of had a carpe diem approach to life. Experience as many things as you can. That has ratcheted up even more. And I want to get out there and do as much as I can with my band or go see bands that I love. Summers are going to be taking trips and seeing concerts and doing stuff. And uh, it will offer a nice reprieve from sports so that when we come back in mid to late August, which is the plan for this year, that we are recharged and ready to go. And our sponsors, hey, DP Doe, Fourth and Kirby, Rector Construction, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, of course, Champagne Showers Podcast Network, Alana Inquirer, all our supporters and, and all you listeners, we're going to be back. We're going to be back consistently. I had to come back for this news because it's huge. Uh, and it felt good to talk about fun Alani sports stuff again. And I can't wait to rock that Kofi jersey next year. Rock it every single game. Go to the State Farm Center and actually see a top five team. Be in person for a top five Illini team. I haven't been able to say that since 2005. And that's pretty cool. And I, we don't get it that often. And hopefully we get to a point where we get it a lot or at least semi-consistently at Illinois. And maybe they will. This goes, this goes a long way. Kofi coming back goes a long way, short and long term. Uh, but that's the plan. We'll be back towards late August. Uh, get ready for football season. There's a few games I'm missing for concerts, but we'll always try to get a podcast out um, the next morning. In fact, I, I know I'm going to be taking my podcast stuff down to Lexington. we got a music festival when Illinois plays, Nebraska. So that Sunday morning as I'm having my oatmeal and coffee down at the hotel breakfast bar, I might try to get a reaction podcast after I watch as much as I can of the game and hopefully Illinois starts the year one to know. But yeah, we will be back. We'll be back consistently. Uh, this was the shot in the arm I needed. It really was. I, I don't know if I'm alone in this. I know there's people that are probably even more serious in Illinois sports, and this is why I love Isaac Ambrose. By the way, East of First, his new podcast, we're going to be tweeting those out as well. He's doing a great job. It uh, doesn't sound like he just started a podcast, but I'm not surprised. He's a pro. But he's got more of that, yeah, no, he's still riding that wave, and is less guarded than I am about it. And there's something I respect about that. So we got guys like Isaac. They were starting this podcast at the exact time that I was like, I don't want to talk about Illinois sports. Well, you'll have both of those, and you'll have plenty of other Illinois sports media options, of course, endless array of options out there. Uh, but thank you for choosing the 200 level as one of your Illinois sports podcasts. And I, I apologize if any of you were waiting for a long time for this to get back. I don't think we will be back in the immediate future because I got trips and concerts coming up, but had to get one out and let you know that we will be back in business 
regularly scheduled programming in mid to late August, just in time for Illinois football. In the meantime, uh, for our sponsors, I know that we are technically off-season here, but check out our friends at 4th and Kirby. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if they got some name image likeness stuff coming up, right? And if not, uh, well, you got to keep your eyes peeled for that, but you can also go back and get some really cool older t-shirts as well because you're probably going to be Jones and for Illinois basketball stuff. They got it, 4th and Kirby.com. Uh, DP Doe, they're still rocking it, even though it's summer on campus. You can actually go pick up your calzone on campus where it's dead right now, or they can deliver it anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That's dpdo.com. State Farm Agent Brian Hansen and Rector Construction. Those are our sponsors, and we look forward to working with them again in August, along with the Champagne Showers Podcast Network and Illini Inquirer. All right, first podcast back in two and a half months. I made it 37 minutes. Not bad. Working up that stamina again. We'll get back to the 50-minute hour-long thing when football season starts. And that's soon. In the meantime, though, Illini fans, I'm so glad that we got good news. I'm so happy that we can be happy again because it felt like that was a two, three-month slog where I didn't know what to think. And now I know what to think. Illinois basketball is good. They're really good. They might even be great. So enjoy the rest of your summer. I'll see you in the next few weeks. We'll get going with it consistently. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you soon. It is the 200 level.